expanding the economic prosperity that exists in our city because so many people in areas don't feel it. They don't see it in their area, therefore it don't exist. But there's been so much neglected that even little successes are not impactful. So we need to keep resonating those successful so the, the small successes turns into medium successes that turns into great successes. But it's all about connecting you know, our educational system, our family values, and our community economic development, which is going to bring a sense of community pride that empowers people to want and, and enjoy and appreciate being part of that process of growth. And I, that's what I believe the next four years is going to see a transformation in Chattanooga. Welcome back to the Camp House Podcast and our series introducing you to Chattanooga's newly elected city council members. Today, we sit down with our final guest in this series, District 7's Erskine Oglesby. Councilman Oglesby has an extensive professional background across multiple sectors, but in the end, service is the virtuous thread that ties it all together and led him to run for Chattanooga's city council. This is the Camp House Podcast, and I am your host, Matt Busby. Well, Councilman Oglesby, welcome to the podcast. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you for having me. All right, so uh, we have District 7's Councilman Oglesby here to round out our sort of mini-series introducing our listeners to all of the new city council members. And so uh, I'm really glad we were able to work out this interview, and uh and interested in learning more about you. So, you know, are you from, the question I always start out with, are you from Chattanooga? No, I'm, I'm uh, not from Chattanooga. Uh, I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, after uh, graduating from high school, I attended Tennessee State University in uh, Nashville, and uh, that's kind of how I got here to Chattanooga. Uh, I met my wife at Tennessee State University, uh, came here to visit her a few times, and even in the 70s when a lot of people were not thinking Chattanooga was the best place to live, I saw a lot of potential. You know, I grew up in a uh, single-parent uh, background. Uh, my mother raised myself and two boys uh, in the projects of St. Louis, so I actually stayed in the pruitt Igo high-rise project. So uh, coming pretty, pretty down, famous place in terms of um, housing projects within the U.S. Yes, yes, yes. One of the, the determined, probably one of the most social disaster living accommodation in the history of public housing. And uh, some kind of way, my mother raised uh, three sons that was able to overcome those obstacles. So I'm real proud of her for doing that, and really has shaped me to become the man that I am today. And uh, getting back to, you know, meeting my girlfriend, now my wife, who's from Chattanooga, I saw a lot of special things. And, and coming from an urban environment, an old urban Midwest city with a lot of factories and industries, Chattanooga even then had mountains and water and, and, and a really great climate. So I knew at some point I would be here. So uh, 10 years ago, after leaving Mississippi, uh, I was... Uh, an operations director after Katrina running centers in uh, Mississippi and Louisiana. Uh, once those funds started running out and the recovery effort was starting to slow down, 
decided to move here to Chattanooga, and I'm one of the greatest decisions I've made in my life. Well, you know, before getting into your time here at Chattanooga over the past 10 years, you know, take us through that journey after college. Uh, so what, what is some of your professional experience? You know, what did you do after college that eventually took you to Jackson and now to Chattanooga? Yeah. Give us some of your background. Yeah, actually, uh, I've, I've lived in a, a number of cities. Uh, initially, uh, I went to school uh, to uh, get my degree in, in healthcare administration and planning. So for about 10 years, uh, I've uh, worked as, as, as an uh, assistant hospital administrator. So my primary focus was on uh, project management. Uh, whenever there was a need for renovations in the hospital, I oversaw those. Uh, first it started in, in Houston, and then uh, eventually uh, it wound up to the uh, University of uh, North Carolina Medical Center in Chapel Hill and St. Louis University a Hospital in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, after that, I uh, started working in nonprofits. So I worked for a number of years with the, the YMCA in um, fundraising, community development, program management. But in between that, I had the, the privilege of going back to my university uh, and working as a director of athletic facilities. Uh, at Tennessee State University, where I was responsible for the, the management of the Howard C. Gentry's multipurpose complex, the football stadium, and the, the Ed Temple track. So uh, I've had a real varied career, you know, eventually led me back here. So God has blessed me with uh, a very good career, a very varied career, and it, it has afforded me the opportunity to see the country. And yeah. that's been the most gratifying because one thing my wife can tell you is that every place I've been, I left it better than when I got there. Yeah, so I'm actually really excited to hear sort of how that background in project management uh, and economic development is, is kind of influencing your position here on city council. Because I know you're the, you're the chair of the uh, economic development committee. Yeah, econ economic and community development. So. And we'll get, in, we'll get into that more here in a little bit. But uh, sure. so you've been in Chattanooga 10 years now. What has uh, been some of your professional experience uh, since you've been back? And I know you guys, you, you, you and your wife live in St. Elmo, correct? Yeah, we live in St. Elmo. Um, I've done, I've uh, worked at Howard, Howard High School for when I first got here, working with special ed uh, students and uh, have really enjoyed that. I've also had the opportunity to work with uh, the Southeast Tennessee Development District uh, doing workforce and economic development. So as you can see, that's sort yeah. of shaping how I got to this yeah. point today. And I was uh, worked with the crew that was instrumental in ramping up the hiring of Volkswagen, Amazon, and Vocker. I also do it, have done community development in, from counties in Marion to Polk County in helping uh, shape their economic development strategies, especially coming after the uh, Great Recession of, of 08. So I've been really blessed to have worked in a lot of diverse situations and work with a lot of diverse communities here in Southeast Tennessee. And most recently, uh, I worked with the United Way, and I was responsible for corporate engagement. And essentially what that was saying is, through the United Way, we wanted to keep the messaging going year-round versus doing campaign time, which is August to February. Yeah, yeah. So in that same context, uh, the Center for Nonprofits is part of United Way, so I was able to provide technical assistance to area nonprofits in uh, staffing, community development, 
fundraising and uh, organizational structure. So, yeah, I re- what I love hearing about this is the incredible breadth of your experience over the 10 years. I mean, going from working in the public school system mm-hmm. um, and, and, and really seeing the needs of a community there all the way to, you know, working with some of these major employers of our county and our region uh, and then working on an engagement level with, with, with those corporations. Yeah, that's a fascinating breadth of experience over 10 years. Yeah, yeah, I've been, been real blessed to, you know, God has you know, move me in that direction. So, you know, each experience I have embraced and and know that, you know, it's all about serving the community, serving uh, the, the employees of those organizations and making sure that, you know, they, they grow to be better than they were when I first met them. And that's just something I'm just so thankful to to be a part of is, you know, the service to humanity, if you will. So do you still uh, hold a position with United Way, or, or have you retired at this point? Yeah, yeah, I, re- I retired last uh, December 31st, and that has afforded me to give 100% of my time as the city council person for District 7 and my role as chair of economic and community development. So uh, it wasn't anything I planned. It was just the way my career has shifted. Yeah. Uh, being city councilman, uh, it, it requires a lot of time. And District 7 is so diverse that, you know, it goes from downtown with the aquarium, uh, the West Side community, East Lake, Alton Park, St. Elmo, and uh, Main Street. So, you know, I got the most prosperous of the city and those parts of the city that requires a lot of attention. Well, let's, I want to go back and just talk about this turn toward city council for a moment. So, you know, your retirement lasted about three months. <laughs> so congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but uh, so why did you decide to run for city council to begin with? Well, you know, the breadth of my work over my life and since I've been here in Chattanooga, I've served on a number of boards. I've been chair of the uh, Southside Community uh, Health Centers. I've worked with the uh, Homeless Coalition. I've, I've served, currently serve on the board of the Creative Discovery Museum. I currently serve on the board of the Chattanooga Girls Leadership Academy and, and some other boards. So uh, I've been heavily involved in public service. So um, my wife and I, we've been kind of going back and forth with this for about five years. And, you know, we saw a need for leadership in District 7 that requires reaching a, a diverse population of citizens, but more it needed to focus on those communities where there was a need that has not been touched in quite some time, like uh, communities in Alton Park and, and East Lake. But someone who understands that there's needs in St. Elmo and downtown and Main Street. So, you know, when, when you get in situations like this, everybody needs is important. And I understand that. But they're all so different, so I understand that. So from that perspective, I, my wife and I came to the decision that the time for running for a city councilman for District 7 was now. Well, and so, you know, talk me through that. What was that experience like? Because this is the first time you've run for public office, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So what was it like having a campaign and, and uh, you know, basically spending, you know, about three months or probably more than that, you know, five months, I think it was a five-month campaign. Yeah, and uh, I ran into a runoff, so it literally yeah. took me all the, way up in, to, all the way into April, correct? All the way into April. So uh, the election was April the 11th. The inauguration was April the 17th, and I started work on April 
the 18th. Okay. Well, 17, 18, yeah. So it was, I didn't have a whole lot of time between the end of the election and when I actually started work, which was fine. So uh, it's, it's been a very, very exciting process, especially, you know, running against an incumbent. So, and not being from Chattanooga, because this is probably one of the most unique places I've ever lived in my life. So we sit down and discussed it and, uh, you know, start forming a little small team. And uh, we just worked really hard. We focused on just going door to door and letting the citizens in District 7 know who Erskine Oglesby is. A lot of people knew of me here in Chattanooga for my body of work, but they didn't know who Erskine Oglesby the man was. So that was the big challenge and that was the big focus. And because of that, we was able to go into the runoff, which a lot of folks asked me, you know, did I think it would get to that point? And I said, no. And they said, oh, what, you didn't think you was going to lose? I said, no, I thought I was going to win on the first <laughs> ballot. I, you know, you, you got to think that way. You know, you got to think positive. And, and that's the way I've been. You know, I just worked hard, reached, you know, every citizen in District 7, and we just ramped it up during the runoff period. And, uh, you know, it just goes with a, a strong team and, and just, you know, believing that, you know, God moves you in the direction that he would want you to go. And apparently he moved me in the direction to be city councilman for District 7, for which I am very thankful for. Well, you know, so on this new city council, we have four new members. And um, everything I've heard coming out of sort of city council and the way the meetings have gone so far have actually been really positive. Uh, and there, there, there seems to be a level of excitement uh, with this new city council. So I kind of want to ask you, you know, what that experience has been like, um, if you've been able to get to know your, your fellow city council members at this point, and, and really what's that working relationship going to be like over the next four years? Well, it seemed like from day one there was a real positive connection and a positive energy from each and every member. You know, seemed like... You know, I've, I've, I've known them, but seem like as I have got to know them, we've been friends for a long time. The thing about it is we understand that, you know, you have to have relationships in, in any organization. And the city council is an organization. And, you know, it's about business. And more importantly, it's about serving our constituents and understanding that the city council is a team. Even though we represent our various district, we collectively represent the city. So it's, it's just been real exciting and, and a really fun group to work with. And, I, and from that, you know, that resonates into the community because, you know, people see friction and people see energy and they see positive things happening. And that can be from a perceptual standpoint. And fortunately, you know, from what I've heard, every, everybody perceived this City Council is one that's going to work together. They're going to work for the benefit of the constituents in their district, and they're going to work together for the benefit of this city. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's totally the vibe coming out of City Council at this point, so it's been really good. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the other thing about it is what, what we're hearing is we're, we're affording citizens an opportunity to express themselves and be a part of the process. And that's been, I believe, the, the most uh, excitement and the most positive things that I've gotten back from citizens that I've talked to. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit interested in your relationship with Councilman Ledford because he has a business in your district. 
Mm-hmm. So do you ever get calls from him complaining to a city councilman since his business uh, in your district? Uh, not, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Yeah. But but Darren and I, you know, we were in this this journey together. So, yeah. you know, to get to this point. But now D- Darren has, has been a jewel. He hasn't he hasn't approached me yet <laughs> as as a citizen. OK, because yeah, yeah. we got to separate the two, yeah. which is hard to do at times. But now he hasn't approached me about the big dig going on over there or, you know, potholes or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Well, um, so you're the representative for District 7, and you've already started to talk about that a little bit. And I, I'd just like for you to go more in depth about talking about your district. You know, I want to assume that my listeners don't know exactly in their heads the, the boundaries of District 7, so if you can describe that again and, and tell us about District 7. Sure. Uh, district 7, from my perspective, is the most diverse district in our city because it encompasses everything that's great about Chattanooga and it also encompasses what the many challenges that Chattanooga ex- that exist in our city moving forward. It starts, I said the aquarium, but somebody corrected me the other day. I had half of the Tennessee River also. Okay. So <laughs> it starts from the south side of the Tennessee River. To Which the, we're, we're recording this during Riverbend, so that really matters because oh, the yeah. stage is in your district right that's now. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. River, that's, that, the, that's the great part of, about this. You know, it's, Riverbend is in my district. But, you know, it starts at the aquarium, and uh, it includes Riverfront Drive. It includes the west side, which has some challenges that I'm going to have to be dealing with, like, probably as soon as I leave here because, you know, they're talking about getting rid of College Hill Court. So that's going to be a project in itself. It includes Broad Street, which is starting to develop into residential and and, and a lot of businesses. Then it goes into St. Elmo, where I live, which is historic uh, community. What I understand is Chattanooga's first suburb and, uh, you know, the conservation that, you know, the citizens want to have there. And then it goes into Main Street. It includes Main Street, half of Main Street. And then we get to Alton Park, Piney Wood, and Emma Willow Homes, which has not seen any prosperity in decades. And I made this comment last couple of weeks ago at City Council that the challenge there is going to bring, expand the economic opportunities that it currently exists downtown to bring it to areas like uh, Alton Park and East Lake. So uh, recently we just approved the rezoning of a piece of property over there, which is the old Trotter School for a $40 million apartment complex. So that's 164 units, and it's going to, you know, create uh, more people living in that geographical area, which in turn would get uh, people, commercial people, to start looking at ways to bring businesses there. Uh, being in economic and community development, I'm going to be looking at uh, increasing small business opportunity, not only in Alton Park, but, you know, throughout the city. So I'm really excited about that project, and I'm starting to get a vibe that other people who want to develop in that area is going to want to come in, and that's going to start in creation and create employment and, and, and business opportunities that's going to expand the economic input and output for the citizens in that area. Uh, then we have East Lake, which uh, is starting, I believe, to blow up, as, as the kids say, you know, with, <laughs> with housing and, and, and other opportunities. But we also need to make sure that there's business opportunities coming in that neighborhood. Uh, one of the things I'm really excited about is, you know, there's been talk over the years about the redevelopment of the East Lake Park, which 
as I get more into it, there used to be a zoo and there was oh, wow. a lot of great things yeah. happening there. So that project is going to be starting uh, this fall. So uh, we're going to drain the lake, you know, refill it. Uh, we're going to move the playground from the current location to where it's near the elementary school. So okay. it's going to be a lot of exciting things happening surrounding the East Lake Park renovation. With that being said, that should start encouraging a lot more economic development. And, you know, when, when you look at increasing economic development into areas that hasn't seen it in a while, you start creating a sense of community pride and, and citizens' empowerment to start taking control of their neighborhood and, and their life and being a part of the process and not just, you know, being on the outside looking yeah. in, waiting for something to happen. So that's what... Yeah, it begins to shift that narrative when you see new businesses opening and that kind of thing. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it just creates a new perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, also in economic and community development, you know, working with Donna Williams and that department, we're going to start looking at blight reduction. So neighborhoods begin to look better, and it's going to be done through partnership, but once again, it's going to start by empowering people to be part of that process. So as our neighborhoods look better, as you get rid of the blight, it creates unsafe living condition and it, and it decreases opportunities for criminal elements to operate. So, you know, in partnering like that and with the police department and making sure that they're more visible walking around those neighborhoods as yeah. everything begins to uplift Man, the best days ahead for, for all of District 7, not just downtown, but in those areas that has been deprived of opportunities for decades. No, what I love about hearing you describe that is, is, is the way you're approaching that. It's not just from, it, it's not just a thing we need new businesses. Well, it's, we need new biz businesses alongside public safety, mm -hmm. alongside um, you know, spaces where the public can gather. Mm -hmm. it's, it's this multi-pronged approach mm -hmm. uh, that's fantastic. I, I love to hear that. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, you really can't have one without the other. It has to be in concert for it to really be effective. And beauty, and just the idea of beauty in yeah. that, you know, getting rid of the blight, the fact that mm -hmm. uh, to help stoke that community pride. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's about self-empowerment. I was just having that conversation right before coming over here. So there's a lot of excitement created within the neighborhoods, within our city. But uh, I was just at a conference over the weekend, and there are some – people outside our area that's interested in coming in here and being a part of that process. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm really excited about the future of, of District 7 as a whole. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's probably not surprising to say this because you do have downtown within your district, but what it seems like is in the next four or five years, if, if we're thinking about which district might look the, the, the most different in, in four to five years, mm -hmm. the most transformative, I mean, it could be District, district 7, uh, just because the way you're talking about the west side having uh, some development we already know south broad is is, mm -hmm. is sort of blowing up as the kids say mm -hmm. um and yeah. uh, and then just what you're describing with east lake uh it does sound really exciting yeah and, and those those are our next opportunity you know not just east lake but you know there's uh the south side community park that that is going to be officially completed in the next couple of weeks so they're planning a big barbecue cookout in september you know which is going to bring that community together you know there's so much stuff that, that's getting ready to happen in, in those areas that, you know, it's really going to reshape our city so, you know, we can get out of the stigma that, you know, there's two Chattanoogas. 
And my goal is to start merging it so it's not as different as it is now. But, you know, through all those opportunities, you know, it's going to help with our education. It's going to help, you know, how we raise our kids, you know, creating uh, family values. Because that's where I think the focus need to be is, you know, restoring the family unit. Because, you know, we can't always rely on outside entities to raise our families. We have to be families together. And that's what communities are. Communities are families working together for the betterment and enjoyment of their community. And that's, you know, one of my focus, you know, in, in, in bringing all that together so it connects and makes sense. Well, um, you know, one of the other questions, in addition to asking you about your district, one of the other questions I've been asking every one of the new city council members is what do you, what do you see as the biggest challenge facing Chattanooga uh, over the next four years? Expanding the economic prosperity that exists in our city because so many people in areas don't feel it. They don't see it in their area, therefore it don't exist. But there's been so much neglected that even little successes are not impactful. So we need to keep resonating those successful so the, the small successes turns into medium successes that turns into great successes. But it's all about connecting, you know, our educational system, our family values, and our community economic development, which is going to bring a sense of community pride that empowers people to want and, and enjoy and appreciate being part of that process of growth. And I, that's what I believe the next four years is going to see a transformation in Chattanooga. I mean, so, you know, talking about economic development and, and really your background in that, um, when you came on to city council, did you ask to be the chair of the, the committee to oversee the committee on economic well, I, and community I, development? I think it was just sort of a consensus, you know, because during the campaign, that's what I focused on, you know, and, and in conversations I've had recently is there's no secret of what my plans are going to be, you know, should the citizens elect me, which they did was economic development. So it, it sort of just happened. Yeah, you certainly seem passionate about it. It might have been kind of awkward if you if you didn't get put in charge of that of that department. Yeah, well, you know, they they knew, you know, I I talked with it, you know, everybody knew that that was my interest, and it and it just makes sense considering downtown is part of District Seven, which is where economic development is, and it just makes sense because there needs to be economic developments in other areas, as I mentioned in in District Seven, and. You know, it's, it's about having a vision and, and seeing things that other people don't see. And that's that's from my perspective. You know, I felt that I, I saw things. I, I, I have a vision of a future that's going to be better, create a betterment for everybody, each and every citizen in District 7 as well as in our city. And uh, it just it just makes sense. That's, that's where my passion is and that's where my commitment is. Well, if, uh, you know, people listening to this podcast, you know, if they were to come and spend a day in District 7, again, this is another question I've been asking all the council members, what would be something you would recommend that they can't miss in District 7? And, and here's the thing with yours. No easy answers. Okay. <laughs> so no aquarium, no creative discovery museum. Um, think of something that's a little bit off the beaten path. What is something that people should come and enjoy and experience in District 7? Well, it probably should be more... The enjoyment of educating themselves to what's in District 7. Uh, you didn't mention St. Elmo, so I'm going to mention, you know, uh, 
hang out through St. Elmo. St. Elmo is, is a very vibrant community. I'm not saying that because I live there, but it's a lot of great things to see. But I would also let them tour with me through the Alton Park and Pineywood area and start painting this picture of what this community going to look like in the next four years. So, you know, painting that picture, letting other people see the vision, they would help spread the word. Then I would take them over to the East Lake area and, and look at the East Lake Park and share with them what the vision of that park is. Right now, it's a, it's a great-looking park, but imagine, you know, them knowing the history that there used to be a zoo in that park and some other great features. I understand there's some trolleys that used to go through there. So it's about taking people through those uh, neighborhoods that I just described and letting them look at the vision of what it's going to look like in four years and then come back in four years and see what what happens from that so that's yeah no aquarium i get that <laughs> you know no imax no i want them to see the the other part of district seven and what progress is going to look like when you got somebody like me that's going to bring people together work hard and be passionate about it and keep the vision of what it's going to look like moving forward well, thank you so much for being here, Councilman. Thank you. This, this was great. It's fun. I enjoyed it. Good, good. Thank you to Councilman Oglesby for taking time here in the first few weeks of his new term to sit down with us and share his vision for District 7. And thank you to all of our guests over the last few weeks. If you've missed any of these episodes on our new city council members, that would be District 4's Darren Ledford, District 9's Demetrius Coonrod, District 8's Anthony Bird, and then today's episode on District 7's Erskine Oglesby, then please head over to our website at thecamphouse.com slash podcast and get to know each one of them. Hopefully after this series, you feel more connected and informed and inspired about the folks who are leading our city forward. I said many times throughout this series that this new city council is exciting, that there seems to be a genuine willingness and excitement to work together to bring positive change in our city and hopefully make this a thriving place for all of our citizens. So please, if you have enjoyed this series, be sure to share it with your friends and family and get them connected to what is happening in our city. As always, we want to thank our studio sponsor, The Lamp Post Group. The Lamp Post Group runs a podcast of their own called Dynamo Discussions that is all about the logistics industry and features a lot of the startups here in Chattanooga and around the country that are disrupting that industry and really bringing it into the 21st century. So you can check them out, Dynamo Discussions, wherever you find your podcasts. And again, thank you all for tuning in to this special series and for sharing it with your friends, coworkers, and family. The podcast will be taking a break for a few weeks here this summer, and you can look for us to be back in the middle of July. In the meantime, if you have ideas for future episodes or things happening around our city that you want to learn more about, then please feel free to reach out to me at matt at mchat.org. That's M-A-T-T at M-C-H-A-T-T dot O-R-G. Or reach out to me on any of our Camp House social platforms on Twitter or Facebook. Until then, I hope you guys have a great day, and we'll see you again in a few weeks.